out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good morning. It's day 44 of 100 Days of Call-In. I am surviving it. In fact, I'm thriving it. I'm glad that you've decided to join us here on the Unsanctioned Citizen once again. So it's Monday. I'm going to go ahead and invite all the people. Some really cool people called it. Oh, hey. Hey, Pedro wants to call in right away. All right. Hi, Pedro. Oh, hi. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, good. Good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a long time. You know, and and Amy's also with us. So so glad to see you. Yes, a a long time. Was it like six months ago or something? Probably. Something like that. (laughs) Several months ago, for sure. Yeah, so I just called to to ask what what's been happening in the last six months. In, oh, or in well, we are doing a hundred days of call-ins, so that's okay. Ninety days plus ten days, so that's three straight months of call-in shows. It was like every day until about day fifty-two, and then I just I had to take out Sundays because I was getting burnt out. I'm still a little still a little crunchy around the edges, but but thankfully I'm I'm. I'm trying to, but the notifications are, are flurrying, and so I'm trying to keep that boundary strong on Sundays because I need to kind of reset and do other things and have a life and all the other good stuff. But today's Monday. We're back in the saddle, and, and we want to do our discuss. And today's topic is tone policing and the ad hominem attack. So... Um, when I went to Wikipedia, there's there's a there's a tone policing listed on Graham's hierarchy of disagreement, which is a really cool. They've got like this really cool graphic, um, and at the top, at the pinnacle, it's like your ability to refute the central point of the argument, which is ideal if you're in a debate. Um, and at the bottom, obviously, the basis like lowest like. Meh! You know the you know the type of uh, attack that requires you know basically no intellectual might, but it's just kind of blunt. It's something like name calling. You're a doo doo head. You know something like that. You know something that you know young kids do because they don't know what else to do, and you know they're not they're not intellectually you know formed. They're just like I don't like you because you disagreed with me. You know so there's that, and then hominem is just above that. Where it's like character attacks, like where you just attack someone's person. Um, you attack their characteristics, like I don't like you because your hair is too long, or I don't like you because, you know, you're arguing a point that that uh, that I don't like because I don't like it, and because I don't like the point you're making, I don't like you, Meh. and that is ad hominem in a you know very simplistic way, but that's that's what it is, and so tone policing is actually skated above ad hominem and that's where you criticize the tone of the communicator without addressing the substance of the argument and so it's still in that that ad hominem you know sandwich but it rises below something called contradiction and that's where you state the opposing case with little or no supporting evidence so i've gone on to several programs and you know, I I really need to work on it. But you know, when I'm not at my best, I will 
kind of get a little bit edgy and I will make a point but then their their counterpoint if they're going to make one isn't a counterpoint they just say I don't agree and then that flatlines it and sometimes I do that myself so I can I'll always get better if I'm going to argue a point um, but is there a, an argument I'm not always sure that there's going to be an argument um, so this is kind of more on the on the structure of a debate and what tone policing might be first is tone policing real I, I think I confronted it recently like did I just get tone policed so um, you know if you have a, an example Pedro of, of being tone policed because it can happen to anyone really they say it happens more often to women so Amy, if you want to weigh in here, you know I'll pull you right into the speaker queue if you want. Um, you, to can, talk. you can have a, a speaker if you want. To. <laughs> well, I mean, do you know anything? Uh, what is your About, experience with with tone tone policing? Uh, I don't have any experience with tone policing. Actually, I was never told to to do something differently or not do anything. You know, because yeah. That's, um, I don't know why, maybe, maybe, I mean, uh, maybe because, you know, uh, in the workplace, people are higher in the yard, I mean, in the hierarchy, other are lower, so I'm not exactly on the lower scale, so usually these kind of people don't, are not told what to do. I'm not, I'm not in the higher scale too, no. So, I'm not, so I'm, would you say I'm that not, you're like mid-level management? I'm a software engineer, and I <laughs> so I usually uh, you're I'm not a, you're not the admin opening the mail, but you're not the boss. <laughs> yes, yes. Did I, I get it right? <laughs> yes, you got it right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in the you know the, at, there are actually a, quite a lot of tech people here in in Colin. In fact, Charlie. Who works on the platform is yeah, also yeah, yeah. I, in the room. I, I, was, I was going to say that Charlie. Charlie is always listening to everybody, but he never calls. Charlie, jump Could... in. I have, I, have, I have actually a quite. I, I, sent a, I sent an email, not an email, but a direct message to Charlie because this app is full of bugs. Completely. Yeah, full of I bugs. mean, I feel like, you know, we can have a separate episode just for, you know, for just to help Charlie, let's help Charlie kind of thing, and and uh, help for Charlie, the help for Charlie episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I actually described the bugs because I mean that's my work, right? I know, I know. Oh, you are? Are you in bug fixing? Yeah, I mean, I'm a software engineer. What do what do software engineers do, right? I don't know. But, Sometimes they're writers. Sometimes they they write uh, code. Sometimes they, uh, they 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 write and they fix. They write in their face, yeah. Well, yeah. Generally, yeah. Um, but so, to go back to the bug fixing of this this uh, flawed argument structure, because uh, that's what it is, is that if we want to have an, uh, a good argument, if we want to talk about, you know, say, flawed public policy, which is something that I'm, I'm like a public policy type of hacker, social mechanism hacker, and... Um, that's self-described, but I basically work on trying to get better policy. 
And so sometimes the arguments that get plopped onto my plate are, are really bad arguments. Uh, for instance, you know, since you're in security or you're, you're touching security, um, a good one is that, uh, well, we can't find the information, but it got hacked anyway, so we don't know where it is. Oh, you know, but, maybe, uh, maybe you've run into that one. But do you... Do you write software too? I mean, are you? No, 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 no. I don't have to write software to know that that's something that happens in 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 the tech field. It happens but, uh, almost every week now. There, there's uh, a data breach of some sort to to some great magnitude, and the policies are such that they're not responding to to say GLBA. They say they have a a monetary transfer system. <coughs> And they haven't factored in good, basic rudiments of information security to protect their their monetary exchanges. Okay, and so I got a I got a brief today that you know there's just kind of this this sleepy approach to GLBA conformance uh, measures, which is unfair practice. If you were to take be taken to court. Because you were in a data breach with, say, a small bank, like a credit union, and they didn't conform to GLBA, information security standards, uh, to protect monetary exchange information, um, then they could be taken to court and sued based on un what they call unfair practice. So the, the arguments that people in information security, for instance, would throw at me is I don't have time, we don't got the budget, la 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 you know, and it's like you have time to do all these other things, but you don't have, you have time to build an architecture, but, you know, while you're building it, you're making it insecure, but you're not going back and, and you know, factoring in or adopting security architecture that will stop this problem in the future. And, you know, this isn't a constant grind. Like, the, some of the arguments are just bad arguments. Like, they just don't want to do additional work. And, you know, they don't want to hire another project manager. They don't want to do anything. There's a lot of lazy uh, software architects who don't want to factor in uh, insecurity. And I, I don't know why. I don't, I mean, I, I none of the excuses make any sense to me. So I have to sit there and make the argument, you know, I have to, to counter-argue and, you know, kind of really be a good persuader to get them to see that this is in the best interest of the company, it's in the best interest of the customers and anyone who has to use a software, um, but it, it requires me to kind of be advanced because there's a lot of people who've gotten, they really will fight you so, so hard to do nothing. They will fight you really hard to do zero. Okay, okay. The, I didn't understand everything uh, you said, but I got the general idea. So, did you say factoring security? What does that mean? They don't factor in security. Well, you know, sometimes they'll do, they'll do a subpar job, meaning that they have, they have the basics down, like the, some of the, the, the sub-architecture made, but then they don't close the loop. The they just leave. Know. They leave it undone. They they leave it oh, unfinished. Okay, I see. And and they don't they don't button it up. 
and they don't run updates. And because they didn't button it up, they can't run the updates. So it's I just see. it goes on and on and on. I see. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, I I want to invite you. The the there are other rooms that we we built kind of a, a group of people just just gather together and talk. To, and we have been having some interesting conversations. So. Oh, what kind of conversations have you been having, Pedro? Oh, right now. Oh, you can check right now on the. There's a guy called Rudy. If you, when you end up. Well, I talked to Rudy yesterday, and uh, Rudy is in the in this this uh, this paradigm here. I'm not really interested in what Rudy has to say these days, unfortunately. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really interested in what Rudy has to say because Rudy wants to state the opposing case with little to no supporting evidence. And so he would just say, you're wrong, and that's your role, and I disagree with you, and that's the end of the argument. Yes, yes, I mean. Yeah, and that's that's not good enough for me, in a, to participate in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and, and this, and in fact, I will be doing more to invite more libertarian and more politically diverse voices and groups to the platform. That's what I'm, I'm resolved to do. Because there are too many leftists who are filtering into my room, and they're disappointed that I'm not leftist, and that's not the way it should go, Pedro. I'm not leftist. I'm not yes, communist. Yes. I'm not socialist or any of the little offshoots of the cult. I'm not going to go do what they want. I'm not going to say what they want. I'm going to be offensive to their line of logic and their totalitarian agenda. Some of it's fascist. Some of it's not. But you know, I don't generally agree with the way. Um, leftists have performative logic because it's just everything is top down and delivered from the mothership it's taking from someone else so that they think that they can have not so that they can actually have it's theoretical and it's more like a civic religion than it is an actual religion you follow me yeah, see like yeah. i have i have an actual faith that i follow you know, I may not do it perfectly, but it's not—it's not to the analysis of, say, someone who is a uh, who is a non-faith person. Now, whatever you want to believe, you have freedom of religion in America. But if we let the communists run it, or we let the leftists run it, you'll have no religion. You'll have no choice in anything except for what they say do. And I—I I have kind of been pushed into a social area where that was kind of the case. And I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's beyond disagreement. I will not do it. I will not concede to do it. So I'm not going to go along with it. Yes, yes. Well, sometimes they talk about other stuff that I like to just listen or geopolitics. Yeah. What kind know. of what kind of topics are they covering that you seem to like? Uh, I like to hear about a guy named Samir that uh, is based in Russia, is providing some updates on the the war, right? So that is kind of a issue that everybody should try to learn, you know. Okay. Uh, well, Pedro, I mean, I'm really glad you stopped in. Uh, do you have anything to offer on the uh, ad hominem attack? Ad hominem attack? Uh, Which is, that's the subject of today's podcast. No, not really. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you later, maybe. Okay, yeah. Thank, thanks for calling in. Okay, bye.
<laughs> so I invited Amy to speak because she's a woman. You know, she may have also been tone policed a little bit. You know, I didn't I didn't think it could happen until it happened recently. Oh, there she is. Um let's see here. We've been joined by a couple more people, Al and some other outside speakers. So Amy, you could open your mic if you like. Hey. Hey lady. Okay, so have you ever been tone policed? Now, probably define exactly what you mean like what would yeah, be Yeah, uh, let me let me get there. Let me get there cuz you know, I I will take some extra time on this if I need to. Um cuz I don't I don't really it happened recently. And I'm not I'm like, "Wait a minute. I thought that this was just a leftist thing to be told tone policed." And it's not. <laughs> I did, I did. I thought it no. was I'm like, ah, this is a woke shit, woke stuff, and I don't, I don't want to be tone policed or whatever. I don't care. But then it happened, and I'm like, did I just get tone policed? So, um, so tone policing has been described by one writer as when someone, they say, usually a privileged person, in a conversation or situation about oppression, shifts the focus of the conversation from the actual acts of oppression being discussed to the way it is being discussed. Tone policing prioritizes the comfort of the pers- the privileged person oh, in the God. situation yes. over the oppression of the disadvantaged person. <sighs> so this happened to me in a paid situation where basically I was I was their customer and I had a complaint about a legit complaint about something that like this is this has been unaddressed. This is not getting addressed. I am being derailed. I am being sabotaged here. And I, you know, I'm not saying I want to talk to the matter, but I, it's like, why can't I just say that this is happening? And, the, <laughs> and this, this guy, this person, indicated that they're like, you know what? I, I just can't listen to, to what you were saying because uh, I feel it is, it is criticizing me. Oh it is God. criticizing. And because it is criticizing, I will not allow you to continue <laughs> with the conversation. Wow. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That is tone policing. The oppression Olympics. That is that that is one way and it's championed, you know, mostly by the left, but it's just a psychological technique. Um and when it's championed publicly, you know, people can get away with it. And it's just a way to not address, like you were saying, not address the content of your complaint, which I'm sure was valid. It's bananas. So what Okay. Happened? So uh this person wasted my time. And yeah. I, I indicated to this person, if this happens again, I will fire you. That's it. <laughs> Good. I will fire you. If you prohibit me from pro- you know, progressing with this conversation, if I am tone policed again, I will fire you. And their response was, that's offensive. No, they're well, you know, that's fine. You can do that. You know? Wow. Yeah. I I have to say that, you know, I, I try to not engage too much just because people don't engage, like you were saying. Like people don't engage. They're not, you know, they're they're just looking to argue. They're looking for an ego boost. They're looking to attack people or troll people. Mm. But on Twitter recently, I was appalled by I guess you can call it ad hominem, but the behavior that is yeah. of like of like blue check mark like you know big accounts 
and and their antics of just like calling you know they, they there was days long conversation back and forth about some guy with short you know i don't know if it's a, which politician it is but like just attack you mean short in stature side. yeah i just want to make sure okay or their baldness you know like it's just like oh my god are we this isn't even adolescent behavior this is childish behavior. yeah like if you if i could show you this triangle i couldn't get the graphic to appear um but i'll try to, my best to get it to you know i don't know how my machine was working today i pulled the the photo into my photo saves but it didn't is it come the up. perpetrator is it the perpetrator um victim triangle no it's not a victim triangle it's an argument like anti-debate it, it's part of the ad hominem tone policing okay. is is in the graham's hierarchy of disagreement which is what i was trying to show you uh, and paul graham let me just hover over this paul graham is an english-born american computer scientist He's a computer scientist. <laughs> He's probably had to argue yes. information security with somebody in his office. And this is, you know, these are the bullshit excuses that he gets. And so this is why I was sitting there talking to Pedro. And it landed on Pedro like a wet fish, I'm telling you. He just didn't, you know, did you see how that guy was like, and it just slid off his triangle. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to deal with information security. That's work. Ugh. You know, yeah. when's lunch? <laughs> well, people, and you get away with it. People are lazy, and and it's and they get away with it. So in a way, it's like, yeah, it's really they should get away with it. You know, good for you. But it's like, no wonder our world is falling apart. Society. Well, I mean, there, that's a half-empty, you know, kind of viewpoint, Amy. You know, I'm going to try to help it's you. Where I'm at, it's where I'm at. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there's no criticism here. All I'm going to say is that, you know, there's an argument. And if we don't argue better, we're not going to be able to communicate what we need and what we want in a, in a valid way that's going to be regarded. It's, it's a hell of a lot of work to talk to people who are, like, really entrenched and kind of like, they're just, they're just going to be a wall today. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the work part of everything I do in a day is to deal with, with really... Uh, obdurate, and that is a real word. That's a real, you know, like I love it. How ninth grade it? word, obdurate. O b d u r. Yes, O b d u r a t e. Do I get the spelling bee? I love bee? it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Today I I'm a little bit sharper. Fifty cent words. Well, yes. you know, I, in my defense, you know, I'm trying to become an optimistic nihilist, but I don't, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My kids are gone half the mm. time, so I'm a little bit okay. lost. And I, you know, if if I if someone's not going to be not going to interact with me in, you know, a positive way or a constructive way because I do love yeah. to be challenged, um I just don't have to deal. So, I'm not, you know, I don't mm. have any agenda and and I need one because I think I'm going cuckoo. But well, maybe maybe you can just like adopt an issue, like a, adopt a single issue. Right now, there's you know, do you know Jenny Hatch on the network? No. Okay, so Jenny Hatch is actually taking up um, parenting issues. How young oh. are your kids, by the way? Ten and thirteen. Ten and thirteen. Okay, so they're right in the the middle of the grist of maybe. Are they homeschooled or are they in public school? They're in private school. They're in private school. Are they still dealing with the whole like super weird like? gay flag thing so i didn't no. even say that right it's the lgbt we QR, are... qr code flag <laughs> yes scan I love for that. compliance 
That's brilliant. Did you just come up with that on the fly? Just yes, now? I did. <laughs> um, we are in the deep south, and there oh, which, is none of that. Which state? Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you see, I mean, there's a lot of things that just I'm fell not off. From here, I'm not a fan, you know. But they, I do. I, I, I'm from upstate New York, and it's like that, you know. I have friends and family, so nieces, nephews, my friends' kids, and yeah, they, they have to deal with that. Um, we don't see any of that, and they're in elementary school though, too. Oh, did I just lose? No. You? Oh, I was. Um... Okay, I'm driving now. I'm going to get them sushi for lunch. Wow, they um, are yeah. so privileged kids. I know. Or they're not spoiled, not privileged. What I want to say, they're very um, fill in the blank, Amy. Like, why am I not? Um, I'm struggling with a word here. Not privileged. I know you're not privileged, for. not spoiled. Like, they're very. Um, you oh know. God! What is that word? Damn it! <laughs> I'm not focusing. Fortunate. Fortunate. There you go. I mean. <laughs> They're they're because um, privilege has a different meaning now. It, it can't be like, oh well, this is these are people of of upper middle class ilk. You know that's what privilege used to mean. Now privilege is anybody who who falls into a certain skin tone. Like poor old Madison, you're with Pangburn, right? Yes. Okay, so poor old Madison. I think she's she's Alabama, and um and she just she's just you know she gets thrown under the bus. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of things that, you know, it's not even her, her fault, you know, she just, you know, and those are the type of people I grew up with on the beach and, you know, in and around Texas and in the South, you know, they're not, they're not especially special. Some of them, when I say some of them, it's just like a certain some of them, like there's some people and I can't start attributing all people to some people because that's bad logic, right? Yeah. What what all people do, or all people in a group do, is not the same as what some people do. Right. That's another okay, fallacy. Well, I can't remember the name. It is, is a bandwagon. fallacy. Is it the bandwagon fallacy? Um, I guess it is. There's okay. So let, let's look at the fallacies. There's a whole list of fallacies here. I have equivocation. So there's, this, there's this website called Your Fallacy Is. And, oh, really? Um, they have like little can you, cards. Can you put that in the comments? <laughs> yes, I think that's what okay. it is. And so I'm going to go can, there right like, now. Print out these little. You will not print them out, but I screenshot all the fallacies, and it's perfect for like Twitter. You know, if someone does an ad hom, it says your fallacy is ad hominem, and it educates you about what the fallacy is, and it gives an example. They're not all there, but <laughs> most of them are there. <laughs> Oh, look at the, the site like, is like filled with like these little caution, you know, like these road signs. It's hysterical. Yes. I know. I love it. I love Your it. Yourfallacy.com. I'm going to put it if you don't. Yeah, okay. go ahead because I'm driving. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't. I just forgot because I'm. How dare using you? My... <laughs> Yourfallacy.com. This is going to be great. I know it's my favorite. I have them all saved in a photo album. I don't use them often enough, but okay. But that's what people resort to when they don't have an argument. That's what they do. Ad hom, and it's like, okay, I win. Thank you. Yeah, and um, there are other arguments to be had because I, I think that what's going on with a lot of the. The leftist, and there just seems to be a ton of leftist in the in the queues. 
Um, but they're they're here because they they get to talk, and otherwise they would never get to talk. Yeah. And and they're and, and like I told Pedro, I'm like this is their civic religion. They don't have any other religion. They're 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 uh, chirping on Sunday, and trying to get people to come to their 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 little civic religion rooms because they don't have a faith, yeah. and they believe that that a flawed human being is going to make up for poor you know morality by just blunt force authoritarianism. You know, they've already done it. So, but it doesn't make it right. Like, it's might is right. Yeah. And that's a fallacy in and of itself. So, I mean, there's a couple of other people that joined on the network that I'm not, I'm, I was at first like, oh, yeah, well, that might be okay. And then became an uninspiring, that's the same. <laughs> okay, for instance, there's a guy who's coming in hot from the the Trump camp and he's been you know probably torched right and left and you know underside and he's just you know he's just news barbecue because he challenged the election he was an election um how dare he yeah election denier, contester election but there denier. are I, but I've, I've said on my program many many times I said listen every election is contested by someone typically Okay, whether there's a large movement or a small movement, there's somebody usually yelling for a recount or, you know, claiming foul or something like that. It's not unusual. But for some reason, it violates religion to say that Joe Biden is anything other than the president. And, you know, for them to not let it go is kind of weird. I think it's weird that they're not letting it go. But... You know, he's been president for two years. He's been inaugurated, and he's been doing a shitty job after the the first six months. Um, you know, the first six months he's he was he was moderate. It was like it was like C plus kind of government. It was like just riding in the middle, and it was okay. I knew the wheels weren't gonna fall off. Uh, but after that six months, that honeymoon was over, and man, did he get he get roped and steered right into Hillary Clinton's Department of State leftovers and Obama's Department of State, which is Obama's Department of State leftovers, strongmen. And, um, you know, listen to us, we're the experts. And, you know, when the CIA runs things, they don't run it right because they don't run it right. They don't run civil infrastructure. They run foreign policy in an aggressive way that is very destructive okay it's dominant and destructive and that's not necessarily what you need to keep things humming you need thing you need harmony and those are not the harmony guys um you know u.s intelligence can do a lot of things but they're not keeping they're they're there to understand how to flip over democratic or non-democratic regimes regimes of any kind flip it and take it over Okay, in an aggressive way, using dirtbag, lowball tactics or any tactics, just tactics, and um, you know it, it was uninspiring and and really discouraging to see that the CIA actually went after, and there's confirmed evidence that they went after the United States election because they could. Okay, and I That's scary. Yeah, it is super scary. That's not their role. The FBI was another three-letter that got in, got involved, and you know it's it's like, 
Okay, and I'm beginning to get a, a clearer picture of what this is. I think it's certain people in the agencies who've, you know, created a little bit of a, a political clique, and they made decisions, you know, with or without the consent of their superiors, sometimes with, sometimes without. And I think Pass a lot, it of, a lot of that is like, um, what do you call it, where they're all divided into the little kind of pockets and they don't always know what the other people are doing. And so tenting. is that what it's yeah. called? Well, there's tenting and then there's, um, that tenting is another way of saying, uh, okay. I'm going to compartmentalize. Is what yes. Is compartmentalization. <laughs> compartmentalization is the, the right term. Me. Yes. Yeah. So they, they kind of silo off and then they start making these, these little mini societies where, you know, they're, they're the Kings and, and Earl's Lord's edicts, and they start making decisions without actually consulting the, the actual governance of the organization. Like, is this okay? Should we be making these decisions? So I'll give you an example. Like Twitter, the Twitterati, um, they used, they had a group of people inside of their organization that's just started hopping on terminals and canceling whomever they decided, you know, was, was worthy of a cancel that day. And they didn't necessarily go to the organization and say yes or no. The, the organization didn't care about them. Because the only thing that they really care about is whether the clicks are coming from the, the false or true artifice conflicts. Because that's where their money comes from. So if there's a fight, no problem. But pulling, pulling an account off of the game board, I feel like what's weighted equally is a, is a spam bot, bot that's created by a social media company outside of the organization, like a spam account, uh, is equally weighted with a real person who has, like, say, 50 followers. You follow me? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that, you know, like a real person has no, yeah. no meaning right. because the whole point is to get them to fight in order to get those clicks, which is you hear about the uh, the Facebook where Facebook was um, asked by I don't know if it was the FBI or which organization mm-hmm. it was where they yeah. were kind of like asked to censor certain like, I think it was yeah was yeah I mean that that has happened like the State yeah. Department asked them to do it during Cambridge Analytica and uh, other governments also asked them to censor so it's not just the U.S. government this is a this is a uh, government service contractor that farms its services out wow. to everyone and i don't i haven't been on facebook since 2010 yeah oh wow <laughs> i haven't been on it in a couple years but that's yeah awesome. <laughs> great great choice because yes. the moment i re- you know, the moment i learned that they had an in residency fbi office i'm like you are a government service contractor Goodbye. And you figured that out in 2010? Yes, or... because I was sitting sh- right, squat on Silicon Valley. Like, everybody was telling me, Sheila, you know? Damn. I knew then. I mean, people in the industry, no. People in the field, no. Yeah. So, I mean, that's when they were open to other people. And then I got I got thrown into uh, the Seattle area where everybody's under, everybody and their mommy is under NDA. And they yeah. can't talk about anything that they're working on. And half of it's, you know, government security contracts with aerospace, which means it's absolutely no way to talk about it, right? Wow. <laughs> Air- 
Burrow's face is always secret. Because aliens, no. <laughs> the alien invasion's coming up next. <laughs> the fake alien invasion, I should say. Freak aliens. It's on my bingo card. <laughs> alien bingo. No, it's the bingo card for like all the like false flags and like the things the things that they're gonna pull and you know you never heard of the bingo card. Well, I mean, I've heard of different types of bingo cards, but your bingo card is is the false flag bingo. It's card. like a conspiracy theory bingo. Card. <laughs> I'm so glad you called in today. I'm so glad you came to the show because otherwise I would not be having this much fun. Oh, um, but uh, let's go back to this. Ki- let's keep it civil. So you've got all these different little fallacies. There's accusing, there's distortion, slander, or misrepresentation. Let me see here. Criticism, complaining, or venting. Rudeness. Just being rude. Those are all popular. Very popular. Okay, gossip or backstabbing. (laughs) Forcing your opinion or drive-by shooting. (laughs) Guilty as as charged. Maximizing or catastrophizing? Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. Thank you. Um, Let's see here. I do that. Ridicule (laughs) or mocking. That has happened. Uh, Threatening. Uh, Let's see here. What's this one? Frustration or irritation. (laughs) Harassment. Bullying. This is on the low end of the total. Oh, God. Needling or interrogating. Manipulation. Yelling. Harshness. Stonewalling or... Oh, my God. This is all doghouse or holding grudges. Like, trying to punish someone. Literally trying to punish someone. Like, like withholding. Like, withholding... Sounds uh, like a marriage. Well, it sounds like a bad marriage. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. So, there's... Okay, what's this one? Impatience or interrupting. Like, eh, I'm gonna cut you off. Um... So these are bad habits. These are uncivil conversation habits that and are they're happening. They're childish and adolescent, but they do happen. I mean, we are human. It happens all the time. I, I was like, I do that. I do that. I do that. Keep, we're not, you know, held to a, no one's holding anyone to a higher standard because the you know, the practice <laughs> thing. It's like, how dare you? I'm offended, and you're supposed to shut up. You're you're not supposed to offend anyone. There's a um. Well, I'm offended that they're offended. School, but and the, see, yeah, and that yeah. that becomes another <laughs> fallacy, which is whataboutism, and it's supposed to equalize yes. something that uh, an injustice. Like, well, because you did an injustice, I I did an equal injustice, and two wrongs make a right. No, they don't. <laughs> There's a brilliant that had a little skit. Just being a, it, I'll have to find it and send it. Um, it's brilliant. He's like, so what? Be offended happens you know he's like you're not gonna wake up in the morning with you know like like and it's true it's like nothing happens you're offended that is a a yp your problem you know like you have to learn how to handle being triggered that is your problem and no i mean people act like being triggered is the end of the world it's not i mean i have i have been triggered i know what it feels like i know i know that it's not the end of the world you will yeah. survive the moment just right. because you're having a, a a reaction to something like a bad one means that you know maybe maybe you should step aside and kind of process that and, you know kind of understand what what is you know stirring you so viscerally and make I it make it about that 
Other people cannot control you. You are responsible for your own feelings, period. And see, people kind of get, um, you're right. You're absolutely, first, let me say that you're right. That's the only thing you're actually responsible for. You're responsible for yourself and your own feelings and knowing your feelings. Uh, but when they get to a point where they're like, they're flooding out and you're like, Ooh, nah, and you know, it's just hijacking your reason. Right. And, um, you know, you want to be, I have the capacity to be a really well-reasoned person. I believe I do. Um, but I, I also have, have that emotional side. Well, you're passionate. Well, I mean, and most so people we, have we their, have to, their we little have to things. Understand when, when we're triggered and we have to be able to, you know, step back, take some breaths and realize because it does hijack. It literally hijacks your higher brain and you cannot think clearly when you are emotionally triggered to an extent, you know, like you can be mm. annoyed or you can be passionate and you can still be able to think clearly and articulate an argument. Um, I, I get like that as well, but I'm, I'm pretty rational and, you know, people can't admit when they're wrong. That's, that's the, that's the thing. Like there was a Brent, Ben Franklin that. quote that I, um, actually had had uh, put in I actually sent it to John today I'm gonna I'm gonna copy it and put it in the comments and I'll just do that now here paste so how how few there are who have courage enough to own their faults or resolution enough who have courage enough to own their faults or resolution enough to mend them. Benjamin Franklin. Wasn't he the one that also did the man in the arena quote? I don't know, but what's the man in the arena quote? It's like, it's basically the essence of it is like, if you're not in the arena, your opinion, I don't want to hear your opinion. It's long. It's beautiful. Um, I'm not sure who, I don't think it was Ben Franklin, Mm. but I have to run into the school really quick. Well, oh, okay, great, Amy, because, you know, you can just mute your mic or whatever, yeah. and then we'll let William talk for a little bit, because William's an interesting character. He's, he's attracted a lot of... Um, yeah, I listen to his show, too. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of interesting things to say. Go ahead. Hey, William, thanks for stopping in. Hi, Sheila, can you hear me okay? Yeah, welcome back to the Unsanctioned Citizen. Great. So, um, so we are talking today about tone policing... And the ad hominem argument. Civil speech, uncivil speech. Because, you know, it's the political season. There's a lot of bad arguing happening all the time on the internet. And it's becoming more, like, standard. There's just this tsunami of uneducated, poorly meted out arguing. And one of the things that gets done is tone policing. It's one way to hack someone off, cut them off. is just saying, I don't like your tone. Stop talking. Um, well, thanks for framing that. First, I want to say hi to Amy. I have noticed she's been a listener. Oh, uh, she she just ran in to go get her kid or something. That's, okay, that's so what she she'll did. Be back. <laughs> she um, will be. I, I think uh, I can. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about what I consider the character attacks of. Well, that's ho- at hominem. That's you know, and that's what we've been covering. This is like the third show I've done on on a. Uh, character ad hominem attacks are attacking the characteristics or authority of the communicator without addressing the substance of the argument oh okay thanks for defining that for me so can i talk openly about how i feel that's happened to alex aj speak speak freely oh good okay 
Well, you know, I have some legal experience, so I can kind of bring in. Are you a lawyer, yeah. sir? Are you, are I, you a legal I, I am not a lawyer. I, what I did was I acted as a self-represented party here in Corrupticate, what I call the unconstitutional state. <laughs> and so, you know, that's where Alex is one of his, you know. Oh, yes, yes. That's actually, that's live news. Yes. Tell us what's going on. Well, okay. Um, first of all, Alex was not the only one questioning the mainstream media narrative, government narrative of this event at Sandy Hook. There was Professor James Tracy at F Florida Atlantic University. Um, there was also a Jim Fetzner, who's still fighting it with documents he claims proved that it was a FEMA drill. Although I haven't seen those documents, he's taken to the you know, Supreme Courts. Um, and certainly for both James Tracy James Tracy was never been charged with a crime. Neither is Alex. Let's keep that in mind. And well, this this is all a civil proceeding, and it, it's based on um, <clears throat> slander mm -hmm. and in harm based profession. So this is a libel slash slander mm -hmm. case, and you know the plaintiffs feel that they were maligned because he said that their children did not die. Right. Okay, and that they did in fact die. So that ended up becoming uh, a, a, a libel issue. Yeah, that's the narrative. I, I would go so far, and I know it's tough because at this point Alex has said, I want to be careful to say, he has acknowledged it's been 100% real and he was wrong and under a state of uh, what he called the psychosis due to the delusions uh, or the narratives of the mainstream media. Well, we can go back to Kuwaiti, you know, uh, incubator babies, you know, all the false narratives we've heard, uh, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin, we can talk about 9-11. I mean, there's a lot of things that have caused people to question the reports we're getting. So I don't see anything inappropriate about that and there were other parties so alex wasn't alone who were who actively doing that yeah it's it's okay to question a narrative um and especially if it's in in regarded as just speculation mm -hmm. but i think that the the um the problem or the legal problems crop up when someone claims that it is fact rather than speculation i don't know that alex went that far so let me say I'm objective and try and see both sides, plaintiff's case and defense, Norm Pattis for Alex here in Connecticut. And Have you had uh, him on your show? I'm sorry, go ahead. Have you have you had him on your show? Norm, no, I haven't reached out to Norm uh, to see if he wants to speak. Um, I What I've done is just kind of step back. Well, I mean, the easiest way to describe it is to briefly as I can cite, first of all, the defamation statute, which includes um, everything Alex is dealing with here in Connecticut. You have you have defamation, and before that you have, you have damages. It's a two to three year statute. This event happened 10 years ago. And I, I do not understand at what point, I mean, the court has accepted the case as having jurisdiction. Uh, so that somehow in the last two and three, two to three years, 
to, for civil damages, I think in Connecticut is three years and defamation is two. So somehow the court has assessed that it's within statute, which I find perplexing, but just throw that out there. You mm -hmm. follow me? I would argue, first of all, I mean, just stepping back objectively, if I was plaintiff's counsel and I wanted to nip this in the bud as soon as possible so that there wasn't ongoing traumatization, re-traumatization, one would think the civil suits would have been filed as soon as possible, just mm -hmm. objectively, not wait till 10 years. So the first thing I question is a red flag, what I call a red flag, and I have a right to question that. What's You know I've done uh, my own calling host show on two on perhaps you don't know on this matter alex jones w2h what the heck is happening <laughs> you know what i mean so oh, right to, um I know, I know you had a long form room where basically it went on for several several hours like a long form like five hours yeah i've had um, a couple of those yeah yeah and so i've touched on the alex jones matter and, and those because they come up even the first 9 11 when i did at the end of it one of the callers um Alex wanted to discuss it. He asked me, so when people ask me, I'll, I'll give him my opinion. And so the first thing is, in my opinion... Well, let me try to get it to, yeah. to be circular to, to what's going on. This is yeah. this is an ad hominem, you know, show, ad hominem tone policing show. Because okay. I know that, that Alex typically incorporates a lot of yelling. I mean, really right. overt, like, tone yelling. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a specific delivery that's... Right. You know, and he's got a large audience. You know, they they go for it. It's it's popular enough that he's got millions and millions of listeners that want to hear him yell every day online. And um, but uh, is there is there a point to some of this where where someone attacked him based on his tone or his character? Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I grew up in New York, Connecticut, and I just think back to Rush Limbaugh, and who, of course, President Trump. Gave a medal of freedom to best of my recollection, and then there was who's a who was a guy with long bushy black hair with glasses, big schnozzola like me, who's done like a voice <laughs> type of thing. What's his name? I can't remember his name. I could. You see mean him. Howard Stern? Howard Stern. So, yeah. I mean, these guys have been slacking it, you know, for lack of a better word, for decades. Yeah, yeah they've been kind of they're not they're not doing too too hard of a lift. You, you know, know what I mean? They're getting older too. Right, and well, actually. Um, Don Imus Rush. is retired, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it. They're getting older. Rush passed away, I think, from lung cancer in the last, I'm not mistaken, the last. He wasn't year a spring happened. chicken either. Right, right, he wasn't. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, I grew up hearing, of course, WABC radio at the time we used to listen to radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so WABC. Uh, you know, and this was the tone of the day. So I question this whole tone type of uh, policing you know the, the 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 thought police i think this has gone way too far and where you know whether you're pro-vax or anti-vax you know then what side of the narrative you want and mm -hmm. um, to me that's the, the my father's you know so who tone polices the most over there on the on the east coast that i can see the women of the view and it's really weird yes. the, the women of the view will hot they will hack somebody off and I mean, just 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 cut them off and say, "I don't like your tone. I don't like you know what you're doing. I don't I don't like your narrative um, because I'm offended." La, 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 la. They just they just cut them off at using the 
the the larceny of a f- I'm offended. I'm I'm offended and because mm-hmm. because uh I don't like your tone or I don't like the the substance of your argument. I'm just going to stop this argument. But I don't think that right. that's happened to, to to Alex Jones in court. Has that happened to him in court? No, what happened was well Can I just point out one more very odd thing about this matter and then address your question, do you mind if I Go touch ahead. on it? Okay, and I'm just trying to be objective here. I've been arrested illegally in this state four times, 1,400 days of illegal prosecution. None of them stuck. I've never taken a plea bargain. You can see me, if you look me up online, you'll see this guy's a big jerk. I'm literally big, and he's a jerk, right? If you read the police report, what made the blotter and what got put in the... in. This is an eject libel attack on me with false reports but nonetheless that's all out in the media right and i can't get it removed i haven't found a way to do it and i'll tell you how um i got every criminal case dropped um clearly i wasn't harassing people i was reporting crimes and there's been since then the investigations have come through by leticia james's office thanking me for assisting her investigation into the sexual abuse of minors and young adults and nonprofit institutions i have a letter thanking me she got the evidence she needed and then then oh, the de- you know that was probably helpful yeah but if you look me up online i allegedly made calls to the rape crisis and harassing in nature no i was reporting the pre-sexual assault that then took time to get vetted and validated and investigated and indeed there yeah, was corroborating evidence on them crazy narcissistic end arounds that happen in the east coast i mean they really are crazy making you know, you go in to do something right, and then they treat you like you did something wrong. And it's so that they can they can pull attention away from what they were doing and crucify and stick it on you. I've seen it my entire life. That's why I don't want to live back there. Oh, did you grow up in... It's not far. I'm sorry, it's, Sheila? I, I'm, I lived... Um, my father is from the New York Strip, and then my... Oh. Uh, you know, the, I was raised in part in Florida... So, I mean, I just happen to know that that's, that's kind of the things that go on and that, that people are constantly throwing their weight around to try to look bigger and, and be meaner and, and kind of threaten each other uh, within an inch of their livelihood. You know, like, you know, you'll never work in this town again, crap, like all day long. They don't care who they threaten. They just threaten like it's water. It's just ridiculous. I mean, you want what to do other things here? with your life and time. Like, I don't have time for this crap. Right. Well, we ha- you have to keep... It's called an old boy network. We're one of the founding states, uh, Connecticut, the constitutional state, allegedly, I say unconstitutional. You have the um, home of the American Bar Association, Yale, Harvard. Do you see what I mean? You right. also have... It doesn't Yale give them the right to pull this shit and take up people's time and commit constant lawfare on other people. That's that's yes. That's a menace. That's actually menacing... And I think that people have a right to stick up for themselves, but they have to choose their fights wisely. And just because someone is rich or someone's, you know, seems like they're they're bigger than they are, they're throwing their weight around and bullying. You know, I I've come into it actually, because um, I I pick my fights. Let's put it this way: Henry Rollins um, made made a really great statement months and months and months ago. And this is right before I moved down here to Texas, back, back to Texas. And um, 
and he said that if you're going to pick a fight with somebody, pick pick a fight with somebody who can actually punch back. So you know you're not gonna you're not gonna pick a fight with somebody who can't who's gonna be you know weaker than you who has has lower uh, EQ than you. That someone who is punch up. Pick an opponent that's bigger than you. I think that that's kind of where he was going with that. That's that's not an exact quote, but that's that's where I think I'm coming from. Like pick somebody who's who's a, a relative Goliath for you, and then and then really. Go after him, you know, because well, I agree. that's a well, qualified a fair... fight, actually. Well, it's it's clearly not a fair fight when you're up against the Catholic Church, the American Bar Association, and let me add one more corroborating piece of evidence. I actually got a couple more emblematic cases. The CPA, court-appointed CPA, in my father's probate matter, I reported to the Department of Justice. For fraud and Ponzi scheme, he got indicted and he went to prison. That's Joe Castellano and the DOJ press releases him is in the public domain. Okay, he got indicted. Now he got indicted for 20 to 30 years fraud and Ponzi scheme. The clerks in the courthouse said he did a lot of accounting well, for that. You could indict a ham sandwich. Was he convicted? Yeah, he was question. convicted. Let me finish. Okay. I was trying to Go say ahead. he was indicted for 20 to 30 years. Here's the rub. He got five with three years probation. The only way that happens is if he gave up names and co-conspirators. You don't plead down to five when you're indicted for 20 to 30. They're not that incompetent at the DOJ to overcharge you that much. And so we only got five years with three years probation. I don't probation. know. Uh, I, well, I, be- I beg to differ. I beg to differ because well, do you remember Obama's uh, attorney general, Eric Holder? Eric Holder. Yeah, he over-prosecuted routinely. He made it standard practice to over-prosecute. Well, I can say this much. There's no question in my case, the, uh, to have a, a vetted accounting, you need copies of checks from the deceased accounts. That you, you can't do an accounting without those. There's no way to know where the money went. You might have a bank statement, but you don't know who the check was written to. And to have a vetted accounting, you need copies of checks. None of those were ever produced. None were ever entered into the, the file at the probate court. In I, have a, I have a legal chronology question for you. When was yeah. your father convicted? I'm sorry, what was that? What year was your, your father convicted? My father was never convicted. He's deceased in the probate matter. It's Joe Castellano that got convicted, the CPA. Okay. Okay, so you're the CPA then, that, that's the matter? That's the matter of the person who's been... Well, what I'm trying like to suggest to you is that when you go through four judges like I did in an executor that are supposed to be vetting the accounting and they assign the CPA, you don't have one criminal. You have a racketeering act of co-conspirators pursuing the Connecticut General Statute 53-8, i.e., that doesn't happen in a vacuum. You have accessories and accomplices to that probate theft. You know what? This is getting weedy, and it's it's really off base from the from the fundamental well, topic. Well, the point is, I got prosecuted when I sued those parties and litigated and was prevailing in civil, okay. allegedly for harassing court personnel when I was asking them for help to report these crimes and obstructions to authorities. And they're all bound by the American Bar Association because they're all lawyers, Ethic Code 8.3, to do such. So I was never doing anything illegal. I knew they would never convict me of anything. And yet I got put through, like Dozinger, 
1,400 days, him 1,000, me 1,400 days of a legal prosecution that went on for four years. And I've never been convicted of anything. Yet, um, that's is, lawfare. You know, there's a lawfare yes, program is. on this network, right? Yeah, Ali, I know he covers yeah. that. So, I mean, it's not really our show, but, he, right, but that's, that's the right show for this. Well, of course. And what I'm suggesting is for your listeners, in the public domain, on the internet, if you look up my name, you will not see any of the reality of these matters. You'll see false police reports that are libelous, and you'll also see no convictions. In fact, one could vet that by simply going to Connecticut Judicial Case Lookup Criminal under my name is Big Fat Zero. So what I'm trying to say is that didn't change what's in the public domain, right? And it's still out there. And I've tried to work with the Connecticut Post and Hartford Current. Their idea is they have a right to do this because the police put it out. Here's my point. You're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, that's true. And you have and a right so, to face your accuser, for sure. Right. And so for them, for a po- you have to understand you're tried in the court of public domain when there's a police report that gets put up into the public domain. Right. People read that and they think that person's guilty. The police don't arrest people for no well, reason. Well, I mean, it, it's all subjective. It's all subjective, William. I mean, they most people are not lawyers, and most people don't get past. I don't know who sits around and studies the 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 beats other than the press, and the press is not. It's generally, I hate to say this to you because your travesty and and your tri- personal trial as a a someone who's been through the ringer in the legal system and someone who suffered with the DOJ and with lawfare is a, an extreme trial. But the press is aware of it nominally, and unless it's something that they feel is newsy, that they can use that day in terms of a criminal beat, most people don't sit around, unless they're true crime hogs, they don't sit around and look at those, those, those reports. It is the well. most important thing that happens to a person, to be maligned, to to be to be more or less sanctioned, to be jailed or, or to put into prison. That is a that is a, an extreme form of sanction, especially if you are innocent. Um, to become a political prisoner is one of those experiences. Um, to have your your voice silenced that is that is a bad experience, you know. But for all the things that have happened to Alex Jones. You know, he has been he has been profaned by government media, and that's something I can tell you. They manufactured crimes that aren't crimes, right? In, in terms of the court of the public opinion, mm-hmm. and it's not even public opinion; it's the, the the court of their NPR editorial, right? And and the case that I've made in the past is that I heard I heard one of these reports when I was driving around in Kirkland, and I said this. This is not – This is the government doesn't have a right to tell Alex Jones whether he should or should not sell products on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's not their business. Right. Okay? They're, in fact, the government has no business. It doesn't manufacture anything. All it does is it takes from the people to maintain it, the structure of government itself. Government doesn't build anything. It relies on the private sector and of the people in order to get its needs met. It is a complete and utter feeder state. So, you know, NPR had no stake in the game. 
they wanted to rake Alex Jones and punish him economically for what he the things that have happened okay and and because they were offended okay now if you know I would have settled for an apology from Alex Jones but if Alex Jones is is a is an asshole which you know that's debatable it's debatable that he could be an asshole but it's not illegal to be an asshole so um unless well, I mean me, can I respond to a couple of things you mentioned one yes as far as in, okay Connecticut is the second smallest state in the United States right next to Rhode Island right and there's an old boys club and I've had many attorneys Delaware say is really small Delaware well, it's Connecticut's really the second, by landmass, the second smallest state in the United States, Rhode Island being the smallest right to its western border. But what you have here, and this is relevant, you have a culture, right, that protects the people that I exposed, be it the Catholic Church, be it the American Bar Association, be it the, I sued banks. I mean, I, I had four civil litigations going at one time, and I was never lost an arguable motion, and I never lost a case. What I did was I withdrew them without prejudice to file them in federal in the future because I got arrested in the courthouse illegally and told I was going to be put in jail. Initially, you know what they did to me? They covered everything up by forcing me, when I wouldn't take plea bargains, and insisted on a trial to expose their corruption. They forced me to go to Compavals at Yale, through a forensic team, and then uh, the first ones were. Hey, William, yeah. I'm going to tell you again, man. Like, I, 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 this story is relevant, but you know who needs to hear it? The guy on the lawfare program, because what you were. Yeah, Ali, I need. I have yeah. messaged him, and he's. I've actually messaged Ali on my analysis of the whole Alex Jones matter, mm-hmm. and just thumbnail version. He said, he basically responded, um, basically that I was absolutely right that i was i can't remember the exact adjective i can go, go back to go where response. your friends are man because he's gonna let you talk about this ad nauseum. Right. all right so let me say then jumping to um you were talking about incarceration i didn't talk Inca- about incarceration. i talked you about mentioned totally- you mentioned how difficult incarceration is especially when you're innocent in the state of connecticut you can be incarcerated up to three months pre-trial while they investigate right that's the law okay so I spent two months incarcerated and never went to trial. What? Yes. Okay. I mean, can you, can you uh, again, you know, I'm just going to cut to, oh, I'm so sorry all that bad thing, all those bad things happened to you, William. You know, uh, if somebody you know, you or somebody you know who lost their livelihood because they were, you know, canceled or somebody who, who, just was you know cut off or censored in some way um they were over argued and and cut out of an because the tone policing is is that's basically they're trying to to cut the argument they're trying to silence um the the complaint without discussing it and um, well to answer i think i know where you're going with this the 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 managing editor at the connecticut post ralph holman and Randy Weiner thought they were okay. going to cover this. They thought it's, they were going to cover just, this. Okay, they thought that they were going to cover. Why don't you come back um, and and we can follow through? But we've been on for an hour. I wanted to see if there's anybody. No, there's nobody else. So maybe maybe just if you can wrap it up within like maybe three to five minutes. Sure. So what happened is they got overruled. 
by the Hearst organization. Again, they don't want to expose the entities I was fighting, the Catholic Church, the police who cover up for them, yada, 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 I've already covered them, the basis. So the Hearst organization will not retract anything they have that's on the Internet that is spread all around the country, made the AP wires, and all the way to Dallas to San Francisco. You can get corrections published. I've tried. What happened was initially I, I made uh, their affiliates for the first arrest I got dismissed. I sued them. Yeah, and, libel? And I sued them, yes. They were part of my litigation. Uh, once I got the police arrest dropped, then I, for example, if you're going to sue, you have to sue the municipality. The police are part of that. And then I sued the press, the um, Trumbull Times, the Trumbull Patch, which was mm-hmm. tied in with them, with the Hearst. And so their position is, you have to understand, once you get litigious, they're going to dig in and defend their point, and then they're tor- I, I face their attorneys in court. Do you see what I'm saying? In civil. And they argue, well, I won't give you, you don't want to get into legal weeds. But I the don't, line I is, don't. And, and William is like, that. i got to get off this call and, and make a, a few collections calls. And after well, that, I, I, if they're not going to respond to my collections, I'm going to go get a lawyer. Do you want to hear about right, that? Fine. I don't. Well, you asked me to wrap it up, Sheila. The bottom line is, it's hard to tell my story and how it played into the press and the malign of what adjective you used again um, and uh, to describe the 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 case of of the show, the point of your show, without putting context into it. So I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe there's another way without giving some contextuality to it and facts. But the nonetheless, I'm sorry. you know, William, it's been it's been a it's been a kind of a weedy conversation that I don't really know where it began or ended. Um, but you know, you do have some sort of like ongoing, really uh, thick file case kind of thing, and and it's not it's not um, it's not something I think I can probably help you with unless you've got something press oriented. Meaning, like if if well, the press committed an act of libel against you, that's something we can discuss. You know, and and you, we could do that off off mic. We could do that off show. So okay, I don't know how you you want me to just DM you. Well, I mean, you, you uh, there's contact information. We we uh, feature it at the end of every show. So okay. um, I I want to thank you for joining and thank you sure. for appearing on this this uh, this edition of the Unsanctioned Citizen. I I hope you'll return again uh, sure. with more germane uh, or topical information and. Um, Hey Amy, we're 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 gonna split. I hope you're around. Um, thanks, thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com. <laughs>